Taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the Unbuja Food Aid. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the Unbuja Food Aid. Did I trick you? No, I didn't mean to. <laughs> it is a wonderful Saturday morning. Okay, I'm not even going to pretend. Uh, I'm not going to fake the funk on that. It's not really a wonderful Saturday morning. It is, um, it's hard out here. It's really hard out here. I don't know if anybody else has tried to drive anywhere hope you're not trying to but uh you may not want to ask me how i got to work <laughs> well to work what am i saying how i got to the radio station yeah hopefully this won't be like tomorrow because i do really have to go to work um this is work too but anyway i'm sorry it was it was a it was a journey <laughs> it was a very slow arduous journey slippery uh treacherous so please, 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 I know I'm making light of it at the moment with myself, but please, if you have anywhere to go today, please be very careful because it is literally all ice out there and it's, it's crazy. It's really crazy. Anyway, uh, sorry about that prom that earlier promo, I, or the other, it wasn't really going to be a rebroadcast. I mean, hello, I needed to do something at the end of the, the year. One, um, I think next week I'll probably do, you know, a, if you would, a, a recap of 2019. Uh, but this week I just wanted to kind of like really touch base and reach out <laughs> and um, encourage everyone definitely get out there. And uh, if there is a food uh, event that you might be interested in, uh, find out about it uh, and go to it. <laughs> Uh, but more importantly, uh, it's the holiday season, and we really need to be taking care of one another uh, within the community. So, uh, especially during these times that we are, the weather, it's inclement, and people need shelter and, and so forth. Um, if you have the, the opportunity to help someone in need uh, regarding food, shelter, and so forth, uh, please do so, or at least help them get to um, the nearest shelter so that they could be safe and warm and have um, a warm bed, um, uh, some type of meal in their in their belly. But going into today's show, I just want to again say thank you for tuning in. As always, uh, every Saturday I'm here at 10 a.m. Uh, if I'm not live, I will be doing a rebroadcast, but most of the time it's live. 
so if you have any comments, questions, uh, or just want to share maybe experience, I would love to hear what you all had for your uh, holiday, your Christmas uh, dinners, breakfast, but brunches, etc. So please give me a call at 651-200-3479. Again, that's 651-200-3479. As you know, this is the Unbougie Foodie Show. It is a food show, and um, we've grown a little bit. My my nephew joined. Uh, I asked him to be my co-host. He is not here this weekend. Uh, he had things to take care of, as a young person does at times sometimes. But he's in Los Angeles. Uh, so I just want y'all to know I do miss him being on the show. I know he's only been here a, a short time. But he is very knowledgeable when it comes down to food. And I think that's the reason why I asked him to be on the show. And not, I think, it is the reason. Uh, Our personalities are are kind of similar. We play off one another. Anyway, I say that to say, hurry up and get back. (laughs) Uh, He is in Los Angeles right now. Um, But yeah. We miss him and uh, look forward to having him back next week and for future shows. Uh, As always, I want to encourage you to uh, definitely visit and follow me uh, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, Facebook is The the Unboozie Foodie. Uh, Instagram is The, so the word T-H-E underscore Unboozie Foodie. And then Twitter is at Unboozie Foodie. Uh, as you know, he also has his own uh, social media for the Unbuji Foodie, which is um, for Twitter specifically. It is Unbuji Foodie Junior, uh, or is it Unbuji Junior? I think I believe it's Unbuji Junior. So, uh, if you have a comment, question, so forth, please feel free to uh, definitely reach out. Uh, phone lines are definitely open. Remember, this is a live show. So I want to thank those that are actually listening uh, in the community on 104.7 uh, FM, WEQYLP St. Paul, but also those that are on the internet, on the interweb. If you're listening or tuning in to, uh, through the TuneIn app, uh, thank you very much. Know that you are just as important as those that are local within the community. So I know that a lot of times my family members are listening in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, So before I continue, I want to give a shout out to my youngest sister. She is uh, celebrating her date of birth today. (laughs) So um, Tati, I want to say happy born day. Sorry, I can't be there with y'all. But you know, certain things must take place in priority. And when you have things to do in regards to food you know you have to take care of these things (laughs) i know she loves me anyway uh i'm just gonna talk about a few things um but one of the main things i will mention is what last week especially because the holiday season you wonder you know people are in having a lot okay maybe not a lot of food maybe they have cooked for their family members they've had family come out of town so they have food (laughs) lots of it maybe left over or they probably didn't realize that there was going to be as much as they did 
So we're trying to think of ways on how to, you know, deal with food waste. And there was an article that I found, um, NPR, they uh, talked on or mentioned a subject called Roundup, your tips to fight food waste. And as you know, I've talked about food waste in the past. Uh, however, I think it's important to go you know, more up to date uh, numbers or figures. Uh, we know that it, food waste is a big problem um, in the United States. So let's just say that you are a family of four. You literally are wasting about $1,600 worth of food on an annual basis. No, $1,600. Yes, I know, $1,600, same thing. But when you say that number, $1,600 worth of food annually. So you know, we're getting to a point where we've got to find a better way to actually... Uh, reduce our food waste and there was uh, I guess it's a company called Life Kit Uh, they went and did a deep dive on uh, how to how to reduce food waste and there were five ways or that they mentioned Um, you know one is making a plan. You know, think about what you actually need for the week. You know, make a list. And as difficult as it is, we got to stick to it. Um, I was sitting in my car yesterday and I was thinking about, you know, as a single individual, I don't have a, a family here. I mean, yes, my nephew is living with me now and everything. That's a little bit TMI. But um, I think about food waste. Uh, or the thing, let me put it this way. I think about what I'm about to purchase. I don't like to waste food. Um, and I say that as yesterday, uh, there was a squash that I was meaning to to make. And just because of work schedule and everything, I didn't get to it. And I, I had, it, it went bad, unfortunately. So, I mean, there are some things that unintentionally you may that may happen um, but if you with these five simple steps that uh, you know this company uh, or this organization you know decided to do a deep dive on you know you are able to really make an impact on that um, so definitely making a plan you know think about the things that you're actually going to shop for uh, the type of groceries Um We can't be that we have to take a different approach on how we actually uh, purchase food and groceries. Um, One, because things are expensive. That's, you know, that's also, you know, we're still in, you know, step one or one of the five things. Um, But making a plan. Things are expensive. If you are actually at the grocery store, it's all well and good to, you know, hey, you know, maybe get inspiration um, based on, you know, you're walking throughout the store, uh, shrimp and fettuccine or whatever might sound really good, you know, because you're walking past and you're, you can see shrimp on sale <laughs> or something, or there might be some other item that is on sale. It might even be vegetables too, especially if you're trying to eat more vegetables and be more 
uh, focus on having a plant-based diet, you might say, oh, well, I, I, you know, these are on sale. I'm going to go ahead and get these. Um, I'll figure out something to do. <sighs> I've been there. <laughs> I admit, I really have been there. You know, something looks good or, you know, the price looks good on it. And you put it in the cart and you get home and you put it in the refrigerator. Maybe you might even put it up front of the refrigerator thinking that, okay, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to do that in the next two days or something. Yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, and so it slowly starts to move to the back of the refrigerator. So, you know, again, here's another reason why we have to make that plan. Um, are you buying too much of it? Do you really need it? Uh, what is it that you're always throwing away? Um, certain things you could, you know, for instance, I am, a, I won't say a criminal, but I love cilantro. I really do. I put it in a lot of stuff, but I'm just one person. And my nephew doesn't really, I guess, doesn't really cook that much. Shh. He's listening. I know he is. Um, so, I mean, I don't buy a lot of it, but you know, when you, it's at the store, it's what, I think maybe a a dollar. I'm I'm being very conservative. I think on that might be a dollar. Some places, 99 cents. Um, others like a one, I think I've seen it at 129, 130, whatever. Um, but you're just, I, I just pick up a bunch, you know, a small bunch, uh, and I'll use quite a bit of it but then there's still some maybe half of it or you know that still goes bad or because you're not using enough of it you know think these are the things that we have to actually think on and you're probably wondering okay why is that well going back to some more statistics uh, you know up to 40 percent of the food that um, is produced never really makes it to our mouths um and so that waste is high enough to fill the highest skyscraper in um, Chicago. And that's 44 times a year. So think about that. That is enough waste to fill the highest skyscraper. And this is, this is, this is as of, uh, you know, this is these are numbers that are as of 2019. This is not like, oh, a few years back when people really weren't, Worrying or about a few decades, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, landfill this landfill. No, this is most recent numbers as of November, December. We, on an annual basis, there is enough food that is wasted that can fill the highest skyscraper in Chicago 44 times in a year. And that's, you know, even though that's an estimate still, even if you were to cut that in half or cut that in quarter, you know, the Department of Agriculture mentions that, you know, that's what this is. But yet and still, one in eight Americans really struggle with food scarcity or having access to any type of food. So... You know, the food that we, we throw away, that we discard, it ends up in landfills, um, gets rotten, starts to emit methane um, gas, or that causes the greenhouse effect. Um, and that's even more dangerous than that of carbon um, dioxide. So, 
food account, food waste accounts for about more uh, for as much as 10% of human induced greenhouse um, gas emissions and you know the environmentalists they're actually going to say you know you need to practice friendly ways of um, you know thinking about the environment whether it be you know buying an electric car or maybe installing solar panels um but these, you know, these are things that you have to really invest money up front. Um, but you can really help with reducing food waste itself, like immediately. It's nothing that you feel like you have to actually work up to. Um, this is something that could take place very, very quickly. So again, that first step, making a plan. How to reduce food waste, making a plan is the first step. The next is getting creative, you know, finding very creative ways of repurposing your food. As you know, this is the holidays, <laughs> you know, Thanksgiving, the, the three major holidays at the end of the year or, you know, and going into the next all involve some type of food <laughs> and, uh, you know, large portions of it. I mean, there's turkey, there's ham, there's stuffing, there's more turkey and ham. You know, that was Thanksgiving. And then uh, for, um, you know, the Christmas holiday, um, so many other things as well. You know, green bean casseroles <laughs> and so many other items. Uh, rather than just simply throwing that away and We've heard this probably in so many other food, maybe food network, food, uh, other food blogs and so forth. Uh, a lot of times you could chop up certain, especially if you are a person that doesn't really care. Uh, you know that the food is good already, but you don't like, you don't mind mixing food together or, or different ingredients together. Um unbeknownst to some of my friends I don't mind that I really don't um, I think they see me eat certain things on a plate and they're like why are you eating these things one at a time there are certain things yes I will mix together I, I, I'm making a point here by saying that all of these different ingredients or items let's just say ham um, turkey uh, maybe some stuffing you know, broccoli or uh, green beans. You could make uh, uh, some type of egg bake or quiche. You know, if you have some cheese and eggs and you know some some cream, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be in a quiche pan because you know this is the unbougie foodie show. Uh, not everybody has a quiche pan. I don't, <laughs> but you know, someone had. I mean, even if it is just kind of like a baking dish. Uh, you know, a, a roasting pan uh, could work too. And don't knock a, a a good, you know, an Instapot might work, but, you know, I'm going to say a Crock-Pot. You know, old-fashioned Crock-Pot. You know, all of those ingredients together and then um, add in some of your favorite cheese and eggs and, and so on. Maybe even some hash browns. You know, it could be frozen. But again, 
here there's a way that you're able to take instead of throwing away maybe there might be a quarter left of turkey or some ham that you were like well, what am i going to do with this i mean there's only so much or so often that you can actually cut up uh, ham or maybe make eggs and, and maybe make an omelet or something again think about the different things that you're able to do or go online and find ways of being able to repurpose that food so uh here's a here's an example uh i mean i did give you one but maybe spinach or carrots or here's one though for wilted greens you could saute them uh with maybe some onion and garlic and that's wilted greens especially if you let's just say it could be oh i don't know it could be kale it could be any of you know regular greens um I'm a weirdo, I suppose, because I will take like cabbage or even like romaine uh, lettuce, especially if it comes, well, with so many things happening with romaine, I don't, you know, I'm just saying in the past, but certain lettuce, I will actually ch chop it up and saute it with some mushroom. Mu yes, you heard me. I will saute lettuce. Um, I really won't do iceberg, so it would probably be spring, uh, like a spring mix salad or romaine. Um, it might, again, it might be Napa cabbage or, you know, I really like that mixture of a regular cabbage and a red cabbage. And uh, put some seasonings or some herbs and spices, um, onions, garlic, uh I'll have that with, there might be some chicken that I might have um, that may have been left over. Uh, but, I mean, f again, find a way to be able to use those items. Um, throw them in a soup or some type of sauce. And I'm learning that, uh, that you don't have to really uh, throw these things away. Uh, I've used, uh, I've learned to use um, cilantro stock the actual stem if you would of the rather than the leaf itself I mean it's the leaf really that you're, you're more so using with cilantro but the stock the actual stem that it, it's grow the, you see the leaves growing off of and so forth um, it's great in a soup it's great in if you're for one you, you could add it to salsa don't, that's one thing you could add in your salsa too um but yeah find different ways in which to do that uh, carrot leaves or the leaves up top they make a great pesto um, what is that uh, Swiss chard or other um, items that you have that they're root vegetables but the, you're using the roots for something but then the leaves themselves you're like I'm just going to throw these away. No, find a way to actually use those. Um, I remember uh, a friend uh, and I were working together. Uh, just he was creating something and he used the root vegetable portion of the of the plant. Uh, and then for, you know, with some salmon uh, and the actual leaf of the plant itself, 
I mean, he's cut it up, sauteed it. I mean, the the middle portion, I think it was a, a really... It, the the stem in the middle was really hearty and stocky so of course we cut the stem out and then we chopped up the leaf and he sauteed that with some uh, some other uh, spices or something and then you know that was the bed of the Swiss chard and then there was salmon that we laid on top of it and it was so good it was so tasty it's it's left up to us to actually find these um to use these steps and, and take them to heart. Um, I know I'm sharing them with you, but also I personally am making a mental note because I know uh, that there are things that I could do better as well. Definitely. Uh, then third step is the freezer. Uh, and I know you're probably thinking, okay, no, uh, you know, my freezer's already full, or I really don't want to have to have food in my freezer. Um, yeah, but it's your trusty freezer. Um, if you know, if if you had time to actually save money, if you've made a dish, let's say, and you spent however much that you spent on it. Are you personally really going to throw that that away? I mean, what if you might want it or remember that dish a month from now, <laughs> two months from now? Uh, now, of course, that's not going to sit in your, your refrigerator, right? You'd want to have it at least preserve it to a certain extent. So what better way to preserve that than to use your freezer? Um, freezing food, it really helps lock in the flavor as well as other nutrients as well. So, I mean, it's important not to overcook your, you know, certain, a lot of times vegetables is, is a good example. Um, but meat too. Um, and really, in the past, realizing, I thought that some friends, when they put bread in the freezer, it was odd and weird. Um, but you can't actually do that. And it's it helps with you know that food waste. Um, but again, uh, you'll find that, and not just items that you actually purchase from you know the freezer the freezer section at the grocery store is the only things that you could put in the freezer. I mean, if you have strawberries, let's just say uh, strawberries that fresh strawberries, and you, you're like, okay. I still, I only used half of this. Uh, I still want to be able to use maybe the other half. If you don't see yourself using that, probably within because strawberries don't take very long to go south. Um, if you don't see yourself using that, probably within the next, I don't know, two or three days after you've either purchased it and already used maybe half of the strawberries, um, put it in a Ziploc bag and place it in the freezer. Um, you know, it might be used, it could be used later for a shake. I mean, these are fro frozen items that, you know, mixed in with maybe some heavy cream, some, um, you know how to make a shake, <laughs> some ice cream, um, add some strawberries in there, you know, the frozen strawberries that you have in your freezer. And that, once again, it will help with your leftovers. Um, make sure that you're actually putting a date on it um, so that you know when you have these weird little cravings, <laughs> I know I do, um, you know when to use them or 
if this is actually something that you can actually you know use later on but you know there are ways definitely you know um to find out more information on what things um uh, what things are available and, or what things could be actually be kept in a freezer and you know I'm a little bit biased because I have an Android phone but hey all of you out there that have maybe a, a, a iPhone boo hiss um, <laughs> you can there is an app called I believe it's called Food Keeper yeah US uh, USDA Food Keeper, um, yeah, USDA Food Keeper. Um, if you want that convenience, right in you know at the palm of your hand to find out you know what things can I really keep in the freezer? Yeah, USDA has created a, uh, an app for that. Um, for those of us that don't have an iPhone, some folks might look disparaging at us. At I don't care. I love my Android. Um, you could go to uh, online, you know, there's a database available as well by going to www.foodsafety.gov and uh, then visit uh, Keep Food Safe and also find that information uh, as well and use that as a good resource. So again, that's www.foodsafety.gov, G O V, uh, forward slash keep food safe and you'll be able to find out uh, what uh, those resources are that the USDA um, you know, have the suggestions that they have to offer this next one I know I, I, I'm I'm not guilty of but I worry about um, it says don't be fooled by that sell, sell by date Um those labels really are just a best guess by the manufacturer or, you know, when their products are actually going to be the freshest. Uh, it's not a hard and fast rule. Um, you know, sometimes they are, but you really have to kind of like know your food and know what's in your refrigerator as well. Uh, a lot of times that's 20% of the 40% that I talked about before, uh, 20% of that is based on what's been attributed to that, those sell-by labels. Um, so some folks think, you know, okay, sell-by date, um, okay, if I don't use it by this time period or, or whatever, we've got to throw that away. But, you know, it's really become a big issue because they the Food and Drug Administration, they're really trying to urge people to, and especially the manufacturers, um, to change the packaging language to help you know, regular customers understand that those labels you know, are really about quality. It's not about food safety. I mean, yes, you're still concerned about food safety. We're not taking that away from the label and trying to say, you know, we shouldn't consider that at all. But the quality, you know, those green beans are going to be the brightest color. Uh, you know, <laughs> they're sold and, you know, used by a specific date. Uh, food is food, you know, and 
you have to be aware of you as a consumer have to actually be aware of what is actually in your refrigerator and uh, is it is it usable is it consumable so you're gonna have to do a, a sweep of your pantry or if you if you want to do it um just remember that those dates you know they're guidelines they're not mandates they're not hard and fast rules uh, <laughs> like I said you know sometimes it might be that you have to use your nose um, do a smell test you know if you don't think it smells good that's fine then it's definitely time to pass it on or, or throw it away or something but that's where it moves on to the next step of Okay, maybe it's not the best smelling. Uh, let's go ahead and compost. Um, compost is really simple. And I've, I think, and I'm not endorsing anything, <laughs> but I've seen them at Bed Bath & Beyond. I've seen them online, you know, Amazon, um, composting sites and so forth. Uh Right in, on your kitchen counter, you could have almost looks like a little trash can, and there are compostable. Uh, there are bags that you, of course, want to line this little counter trash can with. <laughs> um, but it has, uh, you know, openings up top that allows air to go in, and you know, gases uh, from the, if you would. The scraps, and it could be, trust me, it could be anything. It would be, you know, onion skins or, or uh, scraps that you just can't use. Uh, instead of tossing it, the food waste into landfills, um, you could definitely, and then, of course, contributing to the get that gas, um, the greenhouse uh, effect that we would be having, you could compost your food uh, and use that as nutrients for your plants or if you have a garden um repurpose that back into you know use for you know growing things and uh, you know that also helps prevent with that release of release of uh, methane gas as well which is as we already learned um it's even worse or more potent than that of carbon dioxide uh this part I'm not exactly too sure of and I'm not too thrilled to even say but I will say it <laughs> I will definitely say it um, you, you could even probably you know after you compost that have compost ready food scraps you know they could be in your freezer and then you could kind of like discard them at a compost collection site you know uh, we in the Twin Cities we've, we've got a number of designated areas um, you know, others, and they could collect from the curb, or they'll come to you. Um, but you know, there are collection areas. You know, even at farmers markets too. So I know that we're in the winter season, but uh, and my, be perfectly honest, I have not seen any. You know, during the winter season, I think it's more so within the spring and the summer months that you really are seeing. Uh, the availability of these type of collection areas, specifically at farmers markets, um, but you know maybe you're not even familiar with how to even get started uh, with that. 
uh, the Environmental Protection Agency, they offer um, you know, a guide on composting at home as well as uh, for business. And all you have to do is go to epa.gov um, and just type in sustainable management of food uh, in the search bar. And that's, again, United States Environmental Protection Agency. Uh, that's epa.gov. And they'll give you a number of different ways um, and suggestions. Um, they have something called a food recovery hierarchy, uh, talking about source reduction, um, feeding hungry people, feeding animals, um, industrial uses, how to do the composting, and then uh, what happens in you know the landfill um, when certain things are actually taken to that area. But it, you know, shows you the benefits of composting uh, if you want to actually know what composting is on a more on a level that a consumer can understand and see if that's something that they want to get that you as a consumer want to get involved in you can do that uh, and they give suggestions too on how to do that um, as well as how to you know for instance build your own compostable um, you know box uh, so it's a wonderful, you know, website and that gives you that uh, information regarding, once again, um, helping with managing food waste. Uh, it's important for us to take into consideration. So there you have it, you know. So, if, I mean, if you want to find out even more about uh, that information, uh, uh, those five ways, uh, you could always go to npr.org and uh, type in how to reduce food waste uh, in uh, their uh, search bar as well uh, and find out even further information on how you can help in reducing food waste. There are other articles that uh, we could touch on as well um, or just do your own research. You know, people, you wonder how these things or how we find out this information, you know, research for you is just as great. Um, I, you know, when you do research and you find out certain tidbits, you know, that's the reason why I, you know, this show is, is that we want to share this information with you. And um, another, you know, going on NPR once again and talking about uh, food waste, they offer specifically, um, some really further uh, in detail suggestions on when you have certain scraps or, or so forth in your refrigerator or you find something in your in your pantry that's like okay it's dry food some people still throw some of that stuff away but there are ways that you're able to supplement you know a, a meal or your diet based upon uh, maybe some of those dry foods that you think are about to go bad or it's been in my pantry for the longest time. Yeah, we talked about freezing leftovers, you know, sh shopping, you know, here they're giving a suggestion of shopping two to three days, at a, you know, just specifically for two to three days at a time. Now, mind you, okay, a lot of people don't really have the luxury of being able to go two or three times a week to the grocery store um, some people do meal prep uh, one time and then 
let that be the first thing that they do at the beginning of the week so that they have food they already have it set aside they have containers all of these things are just examples on how we are able to help in eliminating or reducing food waste because i think there's a huge difference in saying that too uh, eliminating food waste i don't think that we'll ever be able to eliminate food waste we will be able to reduce it um, you know because there's always it's always going to be something there's always going to be something that's going to be food related that you know that's going to be waste or throw it thrown away you know but take into consideration all of these different suggestions and tips uh npr.org wonderful way uh for you to get some suggestions on how to fight food waste um all the other uh resources that i mentioned today um definitely make sure uh, you take advantage of those if you want to find out uh, what you can do to help food waste. Uh, and if you need any, maybe some help, please feel free to you know send me a, or shoot me an email uh, at theunbougiefoodie at gmail dot com. Um, be more than happy to you know share out that information with you, uh, or you know maybe we have an interchange of uh, how how are you doing in reducing uh, your food waste. What is your family doing? I would actually love to hear about that. Um, I'm quite sure here in Minnesota, there are some really creative ways um, that people have in reducing food waste. I mean, yes, we talked about the composting, um, you know, a little miniature trash can uh, on your counter and everything, but there are other ways. And I I know that people that I work with uh, in my nine to five job um yeah they've got they've got gardens and they are always talking about uh interesting ways on you know how they're able to use every bit of their plant uh or their plants that are are in their garden yeah it's just something to think about something to think about uh listen i you have to really be a person from the Caribbean to, I guess, to understand um, about like rum cake and so forth. And if anybody is out there that knows um, the makers of Cecil Neal rum cake, and I know that there's got to be somebody out there, someone. I would love to actually have, I mean, I, I, I feel like I know the person, but not to the level of, Hey, uh, I, I really, really like them to have them come on the show and, you know, yeah. Talk about rum cake. <laughs> uh, it really is more of a Caribbean uh, type of dessert. Um, so many things that can be done with rum uh, and, and certain desserts and cakes and so forth and my mind is racing right now because I, I think I have not made bread pudding and I feel like I need to add rum in, in it just to kind of yeah uh, but yeah uh, so here is my cry out to the community uh, to the individual or individuals that know uh, Cecil Neal, the the maker creator, uh, 
entrepreneur for Cecil Neal Rum Cake, please uh, ask them to get in contact with the Unbougie Foodie. So hit me up on Facebook. Um, definitely uh, send me an email, theunbougiefoodie at gmail.com. Um, I would love for to have you on uh, the show and talk more. I mean, they've got a number of different uh, type of cakes. So in this case, it's always done kind of in, in a bunt style. So there's a bunt pan, um, but there's original Bacardi rum. So the, these are the different flavor types of cakes that you have in which to choose from. Original Bacardi rum, Jamaican rum, uh, French vanilla, red velvet, um, choco chocolate, uh, spice, uh, and even a lemon. Um, they have gluten-free ones as well. So there is, it still contains butter and rum, but it's still gluten-free. Uh, and then there's also uh, a rum-flavored one. Again, gluten-free, but it has rum ex- and rum, rum extract. Uh, but there are fruit uh, rum-infused cakes as well. Uh, these, uh, you mentioned that these are fresh fruits that have been marinated in Bacardi rum overnight. Um, and because of that, it's important to, to know that there is a time period that you need to um, allow or to anticipate um, for when you're ordering these and when you actually need them. So they've suggested 48-hour notices needed when you're ordering these cakes. So there's mango, pi, uh, pine, uh, pina colada, banana, blueberry, peach, coconut, um and then they do custom flavors too, which is really interesting. Uh, I would love to find out what that custom custom flavor could be. I'm like, uh, I wonder if they would ever do maybe like a strawberry, strawberry peach. Anyway, if you're listening, please get in contact with me because I would love to actually uh, place an order and. Um, see what that's like and then talk about it on the show I think that'll be a lot of fun listen there are a number of food events that are going on let's just say like today so if you are interested in maybe getting out I I don't know what today is going to be looking like here we are it's almost 11 and it's still dreary out here ice on the ground but there are a number of places that are doing stuff uh, for instance, 56 Brewery uh, or Brewing um, in Minneapolis, uh, 3055 Northeast Columbia Avenue. They are actually having a food truck. Um, it's, they just said food truck, food trip. Uh, it is today uh, from 2 to 8 p.m. Uh, so, of course, being at a brewery, uh, you'll have an opportunity to have an ale or two. Uh, make sure that you're drinking responsibly. Uh, but that's just one item. Um, there is, here's something that I think is really, really um, important to note. Um, here is a free community meal, a uh, meal of hope that is going to be going on at Golden Valley Lutheran Church. They are located at 5501 uh, Glenwood Avenue in Golden Valley. Uh, this occurs every fourth Saturday of the month from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. And they will be serving a free community meal for anyone. Um, not only will they actually be providing good um, good food, but also a place where you know people from all walks of life can actually gather um, 
and you know in this case fellowship um, and you know take care of that spiritual need that they might have as well so once again find out uh, if you'd like to find out more information on that you can go to gvlc.net uh, go to their events page and free community meal um, once again that is today from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, at 5501 Glenwood Avenue in Glen in Golden Valley Minnesota 55422 uh, and that's you know yeah M- meal of hope meal of hope um let's see here's one from IHOP and this is just I guess IHOP is just doing interesting stuff Uh, in Bloomington uh, you know from December 16th all the way through December 30th um, you can order uh, and we'll clarify that December 29th from December 16th to December 29th uh, if you order through ihop.com uh, or through the ihop app you can get free delivery on all of your orders um, and who doesn't like things free you know ihop is already uh, cost effective for families um, if you really let's just say you really don't want to go out don't have to <laughs> let ihop bring it to you Hey, maybe you're not interested in really having any type of food, but maybe you want to find out how to improve on your knife skills, you know, chopping. Um, Maybe you need a knife block. Maybe you need to understand about sharpening or honing your blade and how do you wash and you store your knives. and, And yeah, well, that's going on right now. Uh, at Cooks of Crocus Hill, that is located at two one, uh, excuse me, two ten North First Street in Minneapolis, um, and that's from today from ten a.m. to twelve p.m. So I mean, it's gonna be over probably in the next hour, but uh, it's already ongoing. So maybe you can make your way over there if you need to and uh, participate in that. There is uh, one last uh, one that I want to mention. That is the West Side Farmer's Market. Uh, they are having uh, kind of like a fundraiser. Uh, let's see, let's see. They are having a fundraiser from December 27th t- um, till January 2nd, 2020. Uh, they are located at 63 George Street West, and that's in St. Paul. Um, you know, they are mentioning, you know, that definitely encouraging everyone to come out because it is, uh, they just really want to kind of like thank everyone for, you know, their support. Um, they became an independent nonprofit, um, I think, within this year. Uh, so they were wanting to improve their their neighborhoods and make it a really wonderful gathering spot. So because of that, you know, either ra- they had a number of customers, rain or shine, throughout you know the different time periods. 
so they just want to you know encourage people to come out and to donate um, so that they can continue that throughout the year they have a Facebook page uh, that uh, you could go to and visit um, that is just uh, what is it it's WSFM Fundraising Drive. And this and that stands for West Side Farmers Market, of course. Again, uh, WSF as in Frank, M as in Mary, or let me put it that way. WSF as in Farmer and Market. <laughs> uh, that's for the 2019. So it's, it's ongoing, if you would, until you know, January 2nd. So it's a local farmer's market. You know, they really want to make sure that they have it available for the community and, you know, go out and support and hopefully you'll have an opportunity to, um, help with the community, uh, for that, uh, farmer's market as well. Man. I don't want to go out. I feel like I need to hunker down in the radio station uh, is my thought process, believe it or not, y'all. I'm not even going to pretend. Because, uh, yeah. It's just, it's really weird. Right now, out there, I'm, it's kind of odd. So, anyway. We are coming to the end of the show, and I really want to Thank you all so much uh, for just tuning in. Uh, man, what a pleasure it's been. It's always a pleasure, actually, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah. As we come to the end of the show, uh, I just want to thank you all so much uh, for you know sitting down with the Unbuji Foodie. Um, oh man! Remember that I'm here every Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, only on WEQY 104.7, um, the voice of the East Side. Uh, we're coming to the end of the year, and. I don't know. Sometimes it's a little, it's a little hard not to be reflective on what's occurred. I'm looking forward to what's upcoming for the end of the year. I hope you all are too. Um, yeah, it's the last broadcast of 2019. We're going into 2020. Looking forward to all that is going to occur um, I hope you all continue to uh, tune into WEQI there are big things that are going to be happening with the radio station I'm looking for uh, the opportunities that I have myself with the radio station but um, I hope you continue to follow the Unbuji Foodie in 2020 um, I'm looking forward to having really interesting um, other interesting guests not interesting I mean they're interesting in their own right but I am just really looking forward to what 2020 has to offer. So until next time, 
make sure that you're checking us out uh, every Saturday at 10 a.m. right here on WEQY 104.7 FM. Uh, just know that uh, we're here for you as a community. And as I end every show, I want to remind you never to let anyone tell you what type of foodie to be because really, food connects us by stories and our experiences. Until next time, people. Peace. Sit on down with the unbougie food day.